The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I'm so excited to have our guest uh, with us today. It's uh, always thrilling when a doctor takes time out of their busy schedule to share with other doctors. So uh, thrilled to have him here. Dr. Ivan Valkaringi, say hello. Hey there, Patrick. You said it correctly. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad. Many it's... people get that right on the first try. Thank you so much for that. It's always it's the hardest part of the, the show for me, usually. Um, I wanted to thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. Uh, Dr. Valkaringi, tell, tell our audience, how'd you become a dentist? How'd you get involved in dentistry? Oh my goodness, I've been around for 37 years in practice. I'd have to go way back to find out what I did. But before I go on, can I, uh, can I interject that we lost an icon in uh, general dentistry. Uh, Dr. Cy Wachtenheim passed away yesterday morning. He is basically one of the pioneers in the mm -hmm. Academy of General Dentistry. Uh, I hope you don't mind me putting that out there, but Sai uh, uh, is was instrumental in my becoming involved in organized dentistry. Um, I had been pretty much independent of organized dentistry for most of my career, and in the last five years, uh, I got involved because I met Sai, and Sai is just one of the most gentle, knowledgeable, humble uh, people there are, and uh, he's an icon in general dentistry for sure. So um, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of dentists out there that know about Cy, and uh, we were very upset to, to hear of his loss yesterday. He was 95 years old, and I talked to him a week ago, and he sounded pretty good. Um, but uh, he passed away yesterday morning, and so uh, our prayers are with his family. So thank you for letting me say that. Mm. Uh, back to... Uh, of course, and thank you for... Yeah, thank you. So back to uh, getting into dentistry, you know, like every everybody who goes to college, uh, you're thinking about what your career is going to be beyond college. I have two brothers that are physicians. We grew up next to a hospital. We started working in a hospital at 14 years of age and uh, and matriculated up through different departments in the hospital. And so I thought I was going to be a physician like my two brothers. And uh, while I was in college, a few things happened while I was working at the hospital in the midnight graveyard shift, and it just kind of uh, disturbed me. Uh, I, I realized I was a little too sensitive to um, death and, and illness and, uh, and uh, people hurting. Mm -hmm. And I thought that uh, maybe uh, this isn't uh, what I'm cut out to do. And so there was a pre-dental course uh, at my school. I went to Loma Linda University at the uh, uh, undergraduate. And uh, it was a pre-dental program, and I took one of the classes, and the class that we took was more like a shop class. We learned how to make lathes uh, or use lathes and make goblets on lathes. We carved things out of wax, and I thought, this is really neat. This is kind of artistic. Uh, I was mostly an athlete, but I have an artistic sure. part of, of me, and uh, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And so I decided to go into dentistry. I knew nothing about dentistry. Uh, nobody in my family is involved in dentistry, uh, but uh, took the DAT and got into University of Illinois. At that time, there were three schools here in Chicago and uh, Illinois was the cheapest school. So I thought that's the best school to go to. So I applied to U of I and 
got in and uh, matriculated. And uh, when I got out of school, um, I was uh, kind of shocked at how dentistry was practiced. Uh, it's not at all what I thought, uh, but that's how I got into dentistry. And if you want to talk more about dentistry today, uh, I'd be happy to go into that. Yeah, I would love to. I know that you've really carved out some specialties for yourself in cosmetics and sleep uh, medicine, uh, sleep apnea treatment. Um, tell me, what are some of the challenges that you see uh, that your colleagues are facing, that younger dentists are coming to you and, and struggling with? What are some of those those common challenges that, that dentists are, are having trouble getting over right now? Well, number one is debt. Um, when they get out of dental school today, the, the amount of tuition cost is so high. And so the opportunities for these young people are limited. Uh, you know, I guess you can, on the one hand, say, thank goodness for corporate dentistry because they provide jobs for these young people. But some of these young people still have the idea of entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, owning their own business. And those uh, challenges, that's a challenge today because of the cost. Now, banks are still financing this, but with the already high debt of dental school, uh, some of them can't imagine or fathom the idea of, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and more debt uh, being handcuffed for maybe the early part of their career and uh, maybe worried about not being able to start a family and buy a home and so forth. So debt uh, is the number one issue and the number one challenge. Uh, it would be pretty interesting to, to discuss how we can uh, 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 take this challenge on and find solutions for young dentists today. So that's, that's one of the things. The other thing that we discovered, and as, as a board member of the AGD, uh, we see that young people are not going to the continuing education and the seminars like we used to see them like we used to do. Uh, we loved being committed to education. We wanted to further our experience and knowledge and, and practice. And today, uh, corporate dentistry has kind of provided uh, a template for these people to go through. And so they're going through those templates uh, that are, are these platforms that are created for them rather than seeking out improvement on them uh, for themselves. So there's a little bit of a loss of independence there as well. So independence, debt, um, not, not having the choices that they thought they had when they went into dental school. Those are some of the challenges that I see young people have today. And then, of course, when they do get into practice, uh, learning how to, to, to be good at their craft and hone their skills uh, are always a challenge for every dentist, no matter what generation you're in. Yeah. So over your years of practice, let's talk about this a little bit. Over your career, which has been pretty significant. What what are some things in hindsight that you would you would have done differently? What are some things that came up, some situations that came up that with the wisdom and knowledge that you have now, you would have done differently back then? Oh, boy, that's a mountain of a question. Um, you know what? When you look back on your career and in your life, too, and, and you're a little bit younger than me, but when you look back, you'll you'll look at your mistakes and the problems that you had, and you'll look at them as building blocks for who you are today. So I don't know that I would change anything or, or do I regret anything. Um, I think it worked out the way it should have worked out. I am so happy to be a dentist. It was one of the best things I ever did, uh, even though I went into it by accident. Um, it, it, 
it allowed me the freedom of movement. It allowed me to be a surgeon, a general dentist. Uh, I could do a wide variety of uh, services. I write. Um, uh, I've done quite a bit of speaking. Uh, it just allowed me the freedom in my lifestyle as well. If I wanted to reschedule patients and go see my kids play soccer, I could do that. Um, I wasn't controlled by an organization, a hospital, uh, like my physician brothers are. Um, I looked at their lifestyle and I said, hmm, I think I went into the right thing. So dentistry has been sure. super great. I enjoy my life. I'm over retirement age now and uh, I'm not retiring because it's just still so satisfying. So it may sound like I would change something in the past. Sure, there were problems. Sure, there are things, I, mistakes I made. I probably shouldn't have moved into the new big office with seven operatories. I should have stayed in a smaller one uh, because that costs a lot of money. And uh, maybe I shouldn't have bought the big house, you know, in uh, in Hinsdale and, um, you know, keep up with the Joneses type of things. But overall, I would say that it's been a very satisfying career. And uh, I don't know if I would change anything. Uh, I enjoy my mistakes so, as well. Yeah, that's that's good. And I think people need to do that more. Um, they're certainly building blocks. I, you know. And social media today's day and social media and online forums, uh, actually everywhere, unhappiness is always uh, louder, right? There's a bigger blow horn behind people that are unhappy than those that are incredibly happy. And obviously you're very happy with your career. And I think most dentists are very happy with their career too. Um, so I'm glad that you're you're mentioning that and that you're saying that. But for those few that aren't weren't happy with their career decision. Do you think that's a dental specific thing or is that just a life thing? Um, right. When you hear people go, Oh, I regret becoming a dentist and they, they blast it out on social media. Um, again, do you think that's dental specific or is that just life specific? Oh no, it, ha it happens in all sorts of professions. Believe me. I, right. I, one of my best friends is an attorney, but he was a dentist first and he went into dentistry <laughs> and he was, uh, he's, He's a good friend of mine, so I can say this. He was a claw, which means he's not very good with his hands. And uh, and so he went into law. So we all wonder if we went into the right profession. I, I have parts of me that I really enjoy. I, I enjoy racing cars. I enjoy skydiving. I enjoy uh, playing golf. And uh, there's a lot of things I enjoy doing. Uh, I was pretty athletic. I couldn't have enjoyed those in some of the other professions I might have chosen. Um, you know, we dentists were pretty smart. We could probably go into other things and finance and business and, and be pretty good at it. Um, you know, you can excel at anything you, 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 you put your mind to. Uh, but dentistry, yes, there's a burnout. Um, and I think that the biggest problem that I see with, uh, especially younger dentists who feel burned out, is they haven't found a way to express their creativity. Uh, I was able to find that. The, the minute I got out of dental school, I realized that there were quite a few things that just didn't make sense why we do them. For instance, every dentist around here works on Saturdays. Well, Saturday has the biggest cancellation and no-show rate uh, for dentists, uh, and, and it's throughout the country. You know, here you are at the the getting somewhat closer to the end of your career. It sounds like you're going to practice for uh, quite a while, which is great, but you're thrilled with your career choices. And I think some people... Um, get into these struggles and instead of trying to overcome the difficulties that they're having in the moment, they just go, oh, I made a horrible career choice or I hate this or I don't want to be this. 
and they get very negative. And then today's social media fuels that even further. And they, um, you know, people start saying, yeah, this is a horrible career choice. And then they believe it even more. And then they're just sliding. And, and I know, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but I think this is important that all business owners, it doesn't matter if it's a dental practice or a pet rumor or a dot-com company, you, you know, these difficulties and struggles exist across the board. And just because some dentists look like they're doing great on social media and, and others, um, and, and maybe you don't feel the same way, it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't perse persevere and push through that. So with your experience and so much joy and happiness that's come to your life from this, what do you say to that dentist that's struggling in those moments? I, you know, that's, a, that's such a great question because we all struggle at times in our careers and we all wonder, uh, I'll tell you, the first five years I got out of dental school, I wondered, uh, you know, did I go into the right profession? These, the way these guys practice is really, you know, weird. Um, I don't know if I like this. And uh, you've got to find your legs and then you've got to find something you're passionate about, find something you're interested about. And uh, it took me a while to really discover that it wasn't the dentistry that turned me on. It was being with people and the interaction with people that trust you and give and hand their responsibility of, of their health over to you. That was a, a mantle that was kind of difficult to take on. But once you take it on, um, the respect you gain from your patients is is so satisfying. And then. You know, I went into cosmetics pretty early on. I, I knew right away that that was something I enjoyed. I wanted to get rid of amalgams. Um, I, I didn't understand why people still did amalgams, so I started doing adhesive dentistry, and that led to cosmetics. And when you see how gratifying it is to enhance someone's smile, and sometimes they their lives change. They get better yeah. jobs. They Sometimes they get better husbands. Uh, sometimes they... Um, they just feel so much confidence after you enhance their smile that it's so gratifying. So you have to find your legs, find out what you're interested in, find out what you're passionate about. And remember that really what our job is about is people. And if you really understand people and you get along with people and you learn to love people, that there's nothing more gratifying than that. I come to work every day. And I started a new practice here four and a half years ago. Uh, I love coming to work every day. We have lots of windows. I get to see outside a lot and I get to meet people and people um, have, you know, sometimes we talk about kids and people being our greatest joys, but also our greatest pain. But I will tell you um, probably the most gratifying thing is coming to work and meeting up with people again and communicating with them, finding out about their lives. And if you learn how to do that, that's really, uh, that's satisfying. So I, I tell people, young dentists, okay, get good at implants. Great. Get good at doing ortho. Uh, do cosmetics. Do sleep apnea. Um, sorry about that phone. No problem. Uh, do something clinical that you're really, you're really interested in. That's what I did. But remember that people are really what it's all about. And how, and you're, and of course, you know, providing for your family. Uh, everybody has to find something that they provide for their family in. Sure. And dentistry is still a great profession to do that with. 
I had time to be with my family. I had time to be with in my church. I had time to be with friends. I had time to golf. Yeah. Um, there was no, there was nothing better for me in my career. I'll tell you that. I, I enjoy the heck out of being a dentist. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there, doctor. I appreciate it so much. And for you sharing, uh, for you giving back and for your service in the industry, it's, it means a lot. Um, Dr. Val Karingi, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Patrick, it's been enjoyable. Have a good day.